When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Cubs players arriving today, Friday in Mesa at Sloan Park. And hopefully Jed and Carter are out there working the phones, making some deals. So we have something to talk about during the podcast uh, live. We're looking for pieces of that puzzle. The whole crew's here. We got the, the big four ready to line up and slug it. Ryan Herrera. Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera heading to Arizona after this. Cody Del Mendo, Cody underscore CHGO, and batting cleanup, Corey Friedman, Corey underscore Cubs. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer at Luke Stuckmeyer. So we do have some news to get to. No, it's not a signing for the Cubs of a player. It's an extension for David Ross, which I think most people did think was coming at some point in this Mm offseason. They've extended him through 2024 club option, 2025, if you had to sum up these first couple seasons with David Ross, strange would be the one word for me. It's just, can you imagine a manager that's had a stranger beginning to his career as a major league manager? I'd say kind of unlucky, too. It would be one. I I mean, he had... The 2020 season, those 60 games, you know, affected by COVID, no fans in the stands. I'd even, I'd even say he's been unfairly criticized as well. That too. I mean, um, because you, his first season was the 2020 season, right? And yep. all things considered, I thought he did pretty well. And now you go to, you made the playoffs, and you, the Cubs were the only team that didn't have any COVID mm-hmm. uh, positive tests that season. And then coming into this year, you know. We all kind of knew it was, or not this year, but last season, you kind of knew what was going to happen with everything with the with Bryant Rizzo buys in them. I thought, oh, basically overall, I thought he, he's done okay. I think he, this is the good move for the Cubs. Yeah, the, I think the only, like you said, unfairly criticized. I think the only thing, like, as far as like, he hadn't, hasn't really gotten the fair shake because of, like the sell-off and because of the COVID year, but how do you let your team lose 11 games in a row that leads to that sell-off? That's maybe one of the things you're like, David Ross, like, can he do it? Like, can he be the manager that can lead the Cubs to the World Series? Fair point. Yeah, so we'll see. But I think I think that's the only part where you're like, I don't know for sure. But the rest is like, he hasn't really got the chance. I think it's it's hard to have a strong 
sure opinion of him as like mm. a tactician, yeah. right? There's some stuff I, I haven't loved, some stuff I think he does a good job of, but I think that's the, the main point is that, you know, he started his professional coaching career with the COVID season. And so he really has not had a normal season. And like, this is sort of also not going to be normal, but yeah. once it starts, it should be more normal. I think we can start to judge him maybe more fairly going into this year. I mean, that's just a difficult situation to go into, to have to figure out how you're going to work COVID and no fans is your first season as a manager while you're trying to figure out what's on your roster. And then to go through last year, by the way, I do want to apologize. Joey has gotten on the chat over here, our producer. He's not producing today's show. And he says <laughs> the whole crew question mark, Joey, we miss you today. We're also missing. Well, we got Lawrence running. We're the also show. missing Brendan. Brendan is Supposed to uh, join the show. Uh, hopefully, we can have him here soon. I'm but subbing in, yeah, he's, you guys Corey, are stuck with me. Again. Corey's Corey's subbing in, but you know, hopefully, we can get Brandon on the show soon. So, you know, everyone that that's gotten to meet us so far can meet him as well. Darius says, "My guys, go Cubs." Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I wouldn't have been upset if they didn't extend David Ross, but I I just think it was expected at this point, and to have a team option in 2025, it seems totally. I guess, on both sides. I guess his contract was up after the end of this year, so I guess it's kind of nice to get it out of the way so we don't have to talk about it for a full year like they did in the lame duck season for Joe Madden. Obviously, situation much different. Um, when you talked about, you know, he hasn't had – we haven't had a chance to really, I guess, see what what kind of manager he is. I will say that I think he at least manages a bullpen a way that Joe Madden doesn't that I support. Just you, like, you like his bullpen management? Yeah, because I feel like one of the biggest criticisms that Madden got was the way he managed the bullpen. I think, for the most part, I feel like David Ross has done pretty well at that. So, I think they're, okay they're – yeah. I, I, I agree with that. He he and Joe are not – I don't think that David Ross would have run Steve Ciszek into <laughs> the ground the same way. The, <laughs> the only thing, if we are looking at – and now Ross has been open about this, that he – still needs to learn and that he's he's open to, you know, he knows he's a work in progress, right? So I appreciate that. It's his first managing job. Yeah. Last year, though, there were definitely times you kind of look at 2021 in two parts, right? There was the competitive part and then the obviously very much not so competitive part. There, there felt like there was a lack of urgency in the way he managed a lot in that first part. Um, a lot of like getaway day lineups when you could have gone for a sweep, a lot of bringing in, and I know you wanted to get younger guys in the bullpen opportunities and stuff like that, but there felt like there were a lot of times where I wanted more of a, like, dude, go win the game. You know, you're in first place, or you're competing in a division right now, pre-sell-off. Like, go win the game. You know, and even, mm -hmm. like, I, I know he didn't build the rotation, and there weren't that many great options, but we always look at that, uh, the blown lead in Milwaukee with Jake Arrieta as kind yes. of like this is where the wheels really fell off. This cemented the sell-off. We all knew Jake was going to blow that lead. And Ross <laughs> waited until he did it to take him out. And that's like one of those spots where it's like that's something when we go into this year, we'll see what their competitiveness is. But I, I'd like to see some improvement on that. There was a certain guy playing second base a lot in the first <laughs> half last year. Yeah. That raised a lot of questions. Like, David, you're running out of sub-replacement-level player at second base on an almost daily basis. What's going on? Like, you're a first-place team, you know? I Those want to points. defend Joe Madden and David Ross and just say, respect your elders, kids. Uh, respect <laughs> your elders. 
right, grandparents ma'am. are to be respected. <laughs> well, right, I'm getting, I, I, you know, you're at the age, but I'm getting to the age now where, like, a lot of the players coming in are starting to be younger than me. Oh, I'm seeing no. juniors of, of players that yes. I was watching when I was growing yeah. up. So at some point, somebody's going to be managing the Cubs that's younger than me. Tommy Hadovy, I think, yeah. is, like, pushing it a little bit. I so thought you really? looked a little slower walking in today. I didn't want to say <laughs> yeah, anything, but right. I thought he's got a little hitch there. And I didn't mean to put Joe Madden down. Obviously, Joe Madden's the manager for the team that won the World Series yeah. and brought so much success and changed the entire culture or helped change the entire culture. I just think at the end, I think majority of the fan base was ready for him to move on because we just knew what he was going to do every day with the different lineups. And, you know, like I said, the bullpen, you mentioned Steve Shishak, like – he was really good, but at the end of the year, he was always, like, trending down because Joe Madden used him way too much. And so with David Ross at this point, like, the few things he mentioned that we can criticize, yeah, like, you need to get better at that. You also wonder, like, if the front office told him, you know, sure. like, Absolutely. do this or that. because yeah. he doesn't build the roster. Sure. Right, mm-hmm. because we're at, you know, at those points, maybe they were thinking maybe this thing just isn't going to ride out. And, you know, fans don't have to like that. They don't have to support right. that, like, to purposely lose, I guess, in a way. But – you know, I I don't think – like, when he signed after Madden was fired, a lot of people thought he was going to come in and be, like, a yes man and, like, basically listen to whatever the front office says. I don't I don't think that's really been the case. I feel like he's really made an impact in the clubhouse and, and has made, like, in big games that when we felt like they were in it, made moves that, like, you could look back and be like, well, if he doesn't make that, I don't know if the Cubs win. So, yeah, I mean, again, I, there's still a lot to prove, but – Overall, I, I think he's deserving of this extension for a few more years. We got a, we got a chat from Rachel. That's she's, what I was just going to say. I wonder, this is a good one. I wonder if it'll help when he's managing less of his friends. No judgment. It must just be a weird position to be in sometimes. Did you ever think it was a problem? No. Did you no. notice? No. So, I mean, we don't know what's going on behind uh-huh. closed doors, but did you ever feel like it was a problem? No. And That's to good. me, I, I, you know, obviously I understand why that came up when he got hired. Sure. I mean, he won a World Series with these players. But when you read enough of the quotes, especially from guys like Lester, where they were like, look, this isn't going to be an issue. Like, he's here to win. He's here to do his job. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I don't think so. I mean, he he took some players out, sat them down. Um, yeah. I know, you know, people were like a little, they wondered, you know, Rizzo didn't get that treatment when he got, I think he got picked off or yeah. missed a base, but Wilson did get that treatment. So, you know, some of that stuff has to work itself out. But there was never an instance where I was like, oh, he's babying this guy because yeah. he hangs right. out with him. I, I didn't feel that I wonder if he'll enjoy it more, not managing his friends, just a whole a crop of new young players and getting a fresh start. I mean, yeah. it had to be slightly awkward, even though he was one of the key leaders on the championship team and clearly was a guy who would have done that to a lot of those guys anyway if they weren't giving 100% or whatever the, the problem might have been. But I just wonder if, he would, if he's going to enjoy it more. I think that's an interesting question to ask him. Uh, if he if you get the opportunity here at spring training, hey. I, th- I think you know? it's I think whether he was able I think he handled it well, but I'm sure it's easier and just better for him like clean slate. I'm, yeah. I'm coaching these guys. I don't have too much of a past relationship. All right, let's let's go on to what a lot of people on the chat are also wondering, and you know people talking about free agency because we've seen Buster Olney is one of the guys that's tweeted. It's fast and furious. There's all these deals on the table. We've seen at least one go down today, but we're waiting for the Cubs to get involved in this. And you, we mentioned yesterday, we figure it's going to be less than 10 days before a lot of these guys are gone because they're going to have to start to build these with only three and a half weeks of spring training. 
you've got to build your roster pretty quickly. So if it's a trade going on or signing a free agent, uh, John Morosi of MLB Network had the tweet that got us really going a little mm-hmm. bit, gave us yeah. the feels. Cubs among the favorites to sign Carlos Correa and that they had talked about it beforehand. So, you know, if we had an alarm going off, I would say that sets off an alarm. You know, like, that that is exciting news if you're a Cubs fan to hear someone as respected as John Morosi say they're in this mix because there's reporters out there. I'm not naming any names. I'll just tell you John Morosi is a guy you can trust. That is a name you can trust. And if he tells you they're in the mix, Mm -hmm. they're in the mix somehow. They may not be the favorites, but they're in the mix. Buster Olney, I believe, said the same thing. Yeah. So it's it's there's it's some smoke. Yeah. But I you know that Scotty Pippen gif from when Jordan was playing baseball and he points at the logo on <laughs> yes, his shoe yes, and right. he does this? Right. That's me and Correa. Come on. <laughs> bring it. Stroman wants That's him. you and Stroman, right? Yeah. yeah Stroman, Stroman's been Stroman's yeah. recruiting hard. Yeah. What do you think there. about that? We were saying yesterday we feel like he you feel like he knows something. Yeah. You don't you don't put yourself out there just recruiting some guy publicly if you think there's no chance that your team's going to do it. it. It would it it would seem to indicate that he was let maybe not led to believe they're going to go spend you know right hundreds of million dollars this offseason and blow past the luxury tax. But he's definitely tweeting like someone who's expecting to be joined by yeah. some other solid players. Or as we were discussing before, he's going to be sorely disappointed if that if that's not the case because he's he's active out there yeah, he well, wants said, him you said stroman probably knows something he probably i mean we don't get to talk to carlos Correa every day marcus stroman is like a you know the players are like a fraternity sure he, he could have talked he, to him. he went out you know talked to Correa, and the uh, there's no tampering when it's player on players it's like right. stroman's probably like texting in korea all off season like hey what do you, you know what do you thinking man wrigley field be a cool place to play i know Correa's said uh you know during the playoffs last year uh Gordon Wittenmeyer's like you know we interviewed him and he's like yeah, yeah you know I you know, I loved I loved Wrigley Field when he had that workout there right. back in what 2012 yeah so he 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 enjoys playing it well he hasn't played at Wrigley Field since he came up but he he likes Wrigley Field you got Stroman out there probably you know talking his ear off every day you never know and I'm not saying this conversation happened I just know that that this type of conversation does happen it's it's possible that Stroman would have gone before he even signed and said to Correa. They've told me they're going to sign another big player, an everyday player. Would you be interested? You know, sometimes just that conversation like, yeah, dude, let's team up. I'll make it happen when you make it happen. I'm not saying that's gone down, but that type of thing does happen. Well, and just given how outspoken and active Marcus has been on social media, I would be curious to see what happens (laughs) if the Cubs don't do anything because he's certainly making it known that, he wants what do you say? Like, come on, Carlos! Like, we got to mm-hmm. get Wrigley Field rocking. Like, mm-hmm. be interesting if they sit another off season out, and then Marcus, like, oh, well, yeah. that didn't work. It, it would. I mean, first off, I love the fact that Marcus Stroman is on social media and just like basically recruiting me because I felt like you never got that from any of the other players right. from the last era, and I feel like a lot of that. Honestly, it's good for the game because, like, you see that a lot in the NBA and even the NFL, I feel like. You know, I've never really seen a lot of that with baseball. I feel like it's – like, Marcus Stroman is a great, like, ambassador for creating new fans and stuff like that, just with something like that, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't – like, it might not scream it or say it, but, yeah. like, for us to talk about, it kind of lets you – it might help other fans realize just how much he's helping the game itself – 
by, you know, just having a relationship with Carlos Correa, and clearly he's a big name out there. I mean, I uh, I, I, I genuinely hope that it, there's something there. Uh, I'm indifferent about Correa in general about coming to the Cubs, but if it happens, I'll be happy about it. If it doesn't happen, I'll probably be okay as well. Well, I think so. your point when I, when I think when I was here last on Wednesday is kind of how I'm looking at this. Like, where you were saying... I, I, I don't care so much about Correa, but the monies there make the team better. And I think right. that's kind of where I am. Like, I, I'm shooting for the moon. Like, I want Correa. Like, let's let's just <laughs> build this next era. Let's go. Uh-huh. You need a shortstop. He's great. Um, but at the bare minimum, like, spend some money, make this team more interesting. Make it right. more competitive. Build toward what Jed said they were going to try to do. Like, we're not going all in, but we should be able to – make the team competitive. So like, that's the baseline. Just don't do nothing. Don't like make, let's not go into April 7th being able to completely write this team off. Right. Right, Like no chance that there's no way. All right. Let's take the hype then to the next level. I I do see that uh, Paul is down there saying, okay, Nico Correa Madrigal who plays where I don't care. Correa plays short and the other two guys play somewhere else. Yeah. I, I will say this. If you had to pick, one of these two things happening financially, if you're Jed Hoyer and you know what your money per string is at, if you had to take, you had an option of re-signing and extending Wilson Contreras to a long-term deal or adding Carlos Correa in free agency and then you have to trade Wilson Contreras because mm. you're financially a little, saying you're a little strapped or being told you're a little strapped, which would you do? It's very interesting. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, Pass for now and like you know, <laughs> I, I can go first because yeah. I'm I'm pretty ready for the I'm I'm signing Carlos Correa. So. You if it wow. if yeah. it meant getting Correa, you would be if if, <clears throat> if that was the choice, you get Correa, but now you're gonna have to trade Wilson Contreras. You'd I, be cool with that. I would be very disappointed in like the ownership situation Correct. if that were the choice yeah. because Correct. you should just do both. Right, Wilson right. should get an extension as long as it's their money. Sure. If yeah, if I'm you know, well, I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah, I'm oh, contributing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a voting member. Oh, of we the saw your tickets. You got your opening day I'm tickets already. Go. Yeah, and I want to see Carlos Correa there. You know, behind Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks. But I think like he's he's just one of those talents that even though he's going to command a longer term deal, he's going to be worth it to this team. You have to bridge that gap. Till Christian Hernandez, Ed Howard, Reggie Preciado, like that's that's years down the road here, and you have to bridge that gap. And I, I like Nico, but I think at the moment we know he can be a plus defender at second base. We don't really know that at shortstop, and I think you know, probably closer to average, you know, a little above average. Correa's just an elite talent, and you, you need. I think you need that group. Um, catcher's a tough position to fill, but I'm. It's a real tough position. I'm, to I'm a, so shortstop, you know. That's so true. I, I, I'm. Although I'm there, it happy appears there that. are more in the Cubs system further down the line than there are catchers. Sure. Yeah, Miguel Amaya having the the that arm hurt. injury really hurt because I think you were kind of, right. and like where he was timeline wise, I think would have made this question a lot easier to Seam- answer. More seamless of a yeah. transition. Yeah, you you're making a lot of points, and I think you might have flipped me because <laughs> I, I, I think that I before you spoke, I was like I'd probably uh, just keep Wilson and you know go for a guy like Trevor Story. But uh, man, you you're exactly right about everything about Correa, and I guess it would suck to see Wilson leave. It just is like 
for forever, I felt like we were looking to have like a, a catcher to be behind. That's right. Behind home base for like a decade or two, similar to like Yachty has been down in St. Louis. And like, I just have always viewed Wilson to be that guy for the Cubs for until I'm in like my forties or some shit. And didn't we just do a fantasy draft where he was <laughs> number one, number, number one, one because he's yeah. the best catcher the he, Cubs have he had should be that guy in this in my scenario where, you know, scenario, pinching pennies yeah. a little bit to make one decision yeah. over the other. But I, I do want to clarify. I love Wilson Contreras. They, right. They right. <laughs> you would prefer they both yes. are there, but yes. if you were forced yes. to you're do forced. one of the two things, I'm, yeah. I'm you going, would, I'm you going would be willing Carlos, to sacrifice. Carlos Correa was almost a six win, you know, war player last year. Like, there's not many of those. Yeah. So I'm just I'm, gonna argue the other side for the sure. sake of arguing. I guess I'll do my, you know, my <laughs> I like my, that. My I first like take, Stephen A. Smith kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Wilson Contreras at this point, especially with the sell off last year, Wilson Contreras is is like the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. He's the emotional leader, the, the leader of the clubhouse. He's the soul of the team. He, like you guys said, the best catcher that any of us have probably seen in our lifetimes on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get many guys. That, he's improved tremendously on defense. He's one of the best hitting catchers in the in the majors. You don't get that mix of, of catcher throughout the league ever. Nope. You, know, you don't really don't get that that you have a really good hitting catcher who's kind of iffy on defense, or you get the other way around. But Contreras has gotten to a point where he's a good mix of both. And I don't think you, especially with he's up, you know, he's a cub, been a cub the whole time. He's the last of like the 2016 World Series guys, and he's a guy you could still build the team around because he's relatively young enough. But you know, whatever. Um, I just don't think you get rid of that to go after a guy who's going to command a large part of the set of, of the luxury tax or the, the, the CBT, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and you could go out and you can get a guy, like you mentioned, Trevor story who's going to come with less years. He's going to be cheaper. And you're, you know, you're not committing 10 years to him when, when these, both those guys hit 37 the same year, who knows what kind of player they are in 10 years, 10 year contracts don't generally work out that much. So um, Not at the end, for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. with the money you save on that, obviously you're going to pay Story a little more up front. You're going to get Contreras' his, <laughs> his extension, but then you're going to go out and be able to fill, plug in a few other positions around the field, uh, the pitching staff, starters, bullpen, whatever you do with that money you save. So, I, I love uh, Joey's Devil's advocate. I, I like that. I, I think it's totally fair on on both sides. I, and I we're not saying that. this is actually the position the Cubs yeah. are necessarily in. They're it not making be. this, but like it yeah. could be. It really could be. It yeah. could be. And and for me, I'll I'll take the Devil's advocate side too. I I think Carlos Correa is a great player, and I'd be very happy if he was on the Cubs, whatever it took to get him. But the emotional part of me as a Cubs fan says, I've got to have a key piece of that championship team that moves forward with the next group. Somebody has to be there. And Rizzo's gone. Bryant's gone. Javi's gone. They're, they're gone. Like, Schwarber's gone. Um, I need somebody, and he's that emotional cheerleader. He's, he's the guy who will hit a home run and talk trash going down to first base that gets Wrigley he's Field fired you up. you go to war for. Yeah. He is, and he's, and he's our guy. Yeah, you know, we're not talking about a guy that's not our guy that was associated with something. I'd forgive him for all of it if he put on a Cubs uniform. Yeah, but I I want to go to bat for our guy because he's like the last man standing from the most magical group the Cubs have ever had. Joey called me Ryan A. Smith, so I'm gonna have to do my best impression of that. (laughs) You cannot trade Wilson Contreras. He is a warrior. He is a warrior. He is the emotional leader. You get rid of Wilson Contreras, you might as well get rid of the Cubs. Because he is a cub. He should be a cub for life. That's all I'm going to say about that. 
There's our new segment, Ryan uh, A. Smith. They, they, <laughs> Ryan a. Smith. they ripped my heart out on July 30, 31st last year. So yeah. my you emotional connection out, to 2016 is always there, but I'm, you know, they've, they've already hurt me too much. They, yeah. they can't, they can't do it anymore. You know, Cody likes to be hurt. He said he, he, he always looks forward. I to love to get up to be hurt. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Yeah, he's like, ready to be hurt again, but when it yes. happens, it's. Do you yeah, want to quickly hurt. address what, what um, Paul was saying? Like, where would you play guys? Obviously, Correa is your shortstop. What would you do with Madrigal and Horner? Yeah, if, if, I, th- I think it sort of depends on whether you're bringing anybody else specifically to DH. You know, we've talked about Schwarbs and, and guys like that, or if you're bringing Rizzo back and moving Frank there. But I, I think, you know, Nico sort of becomes Ben Zobris light. You can put him pretty much anywhere. They've tried him in the outfield. He's taken a lot of reps all over the field. I know he was doing that the other day in the PA camp. And, you know, you just – you just move stuff around. I think that's a problem for Nico. Looked jacked, by the way. Yeah, saw the yeah, photos of him arriving at camp. Dude. It was yeah. like he's built. He said he was hitting bombs yeah. yesterday yeah. too. So if he if he has a little more life, power yeah. to his plus fielding at second base, maybe you have something that you really really you know like that changes the game a little bit. If Nico comes out and all of a sudden is a power hitting second baseman who plays plus defense in the, you know, I'd like that. And then Madrigal, you can be the guy that moves around too. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. Madrigal is interesting because we just don't really know exactly what he is, but I feel like you can say the same thing about Nico because, remember, Nico got called up yeah. into 2019 in an emergency situation right. because Javi got hurt. Right, wouldn't have been brought up. Right. Early and then that. 2020, probably, like, because of COVID and how things happened, they put him on the roster. But in, in my opinion, at least, I don't think he would have started the year with the Cubs if it would have been regular. I feel like they would have put him back in the minors – in 2020 and then if he made his way up maybe get called back up later and then last year I felt like he really he had he had a lot of really nice stretches and you know had some moments so if he's coming in looking like this maybe adding some more power maybe hit the gaps a little bit more to go with that plus plus defense I mean yeah I'd love to see him at second base do, he was I, great defensively over there I do hope we see that though because that's been sort of the thing with him and you know Madrigal is a heavy contact guy Right. Both of them not expected to bring power, but that was the thing with Nico last year is that, like, just the slug wasn't really there. Right. right. And, you know, at some point you do want to see that, yeah. right? He, Contact still, is it, good, it obviously still could happen. You'd like him yeah. to be able to hit 10 to 15 of them a year. Like, that's, like, an infield, like, your second baseman that can do that, mm-hmm. like, that's solid. You can you can be okay with that. I mean, there's only so many hobby biases out there. So. Right. Right, right, you know what right. I mean, yes. if I if I was, if I had to bet money on it, I'd say. Magical. You mentioned betting. Yeah, betting. I'm saying Madrigal is number is second base, and Nico's just going all over the place. If Correa is a Cub when the regular season yeah. starts, uh, Cody, that uh, seems like a beautiful segue into um, our proud sponsor. Oh, if you're gotcha. betting and MLB futures are back, you can bet the Cubs to win the World Series at plus ten thousand. We talked mm. about it on the bet show today. Uh, not saying it's going to happen, but if you want to before they sign Correa, yeah, get it before they sign Correa. A little sprinkle, a little five bucks, and you got your next month's sprinkle. rent on you know on the Chicago Cubs. Um, but in the best way you can place that bet is at Points Bet, which uh, is the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker room. Hashtag dope merch. 
If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you remember that. PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You, you can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now, online signups are available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Luke did it the other day. I, I helped him place Not a bet today as well. Today, today is my first ever legal bet. Hell yeah. This is it tonight. This is the one. That's We're riding bad. Michigan State and, and, plus three, baby. And if they lose, there's going to be a problem around here. <laughs> I'm going to have to get mine in before I head down. Yeah. Oh, my God. He told me this is a lo- this is his lock this of is the night. Lock. Michigan so. State plus three. Um, so, anyway, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever. You can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, USA Today put out their list of top 30 free agents that were out there. A couple of them have come off the list now, but their top five were Correa, Trevor Story, Freddie Freeman, Nick Castellanos, and Chris Bryant. So first of all, I'm a little surprised that Castellanos is ahead of Bryant. And I think the fun thing is, and a lot of people have expected this, the rumor is that Bryce Harper is trying to recruit Bryant to join him in Philly. The buddies playing together for Joe Girardi in Philadelphia. That'd be kind of cool if that's where he ends up. Here's what I say about a, a long list of guys. As long as they don't end up with the Cardinals. Don't, don't ever show me. Uh, Lester was hard for you to see in a Cardinals uniform, I would imagine. It was. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Chris, what Chris Bryant would be like? Very difficult. I, I would prefer not to think about it. Yeah, frankly. I'd rather not think about it either. Not near uh, dinner time, huh? Nah. No. I don't think he's going to go to St. Louis. They, they don't like him down there. Are you surprised that Bryant is lower than Castellanos and even... Well, Freeman should be higher than Scorey. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's yeah. also... Like, yeah. I think I think they got Correa placed right at yeah. number one. I think he's number... Even though he's going to command the most money in most years, probably, he's the number one free agent on the market. Jed's writing that check right now. <laughs> I feel it. He's just yeah, did it. Pulling it out. And uh, house is on the market. Correa's ready. Yeah, Correa's <laughs> house is on the market. I have a spare bedroom uh, at my house. Just, you know, just throwing that out there. It has nothing to do with Carlos Correa, but and we got room um, here. As we mentioned, room. we got plenty of space. We'll make it work. Just West like Loop. just like Nico, Madrigal, Correa. Where are they playing? We'll find somewhere for Carlos Correa to live in Chicago. Um, we got it. Yeah, I think Chris Bryant should be ahead of Nick Castellanos just for his versatility as a defender. I think any team wants a guy that can play five different four or five different positions for them versus Castellanos is probably best served as a DH at this point in his career. If he has to play right field, he can, but I think he'd much rather just be big stick Nick with a bat in his hands and that's it. So I'd, I'd probably move Bryant above him, but I think the top five is fine. It's just where their place maybe is not how I would do it, but right. Well, but this is important. Joey is chiming in, even though he's not at work today, he's saying pack sunscreen. He wants to make sure you're okay. You know, 50 oh, okay. plus. Oh. Wants to make sure you've got that. And then uh, Mark Joyce is saying St. Louis is boring. Shout so out obvious shirts. That, yeah, shout out. That is a good obvious shirt. It St. is Louis one of my favorites. Yeah. And it's one of the better Cubs quotes over mm-hmm. the last, like, 10 years. It it's a so, good one. It was so taken out of context. Right. It was. It so, was. So harmless. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. So. And it was so great how St. Louis fans just 
just that oh, Yadier so Molina true. was and so and offended by it. Was. That quote oh. lived in their heads. Spice still, still does. does. Yeah. Still does. He's going to get booed there the rest of his career, not yeah. because he was really he won a World Series and an MVP as a Chicago yeah, Cub. Because he, in a light-hearted, <laughs> wasn't it like a kids' it was panel a Cubs at Cubs It was at yeah. the Cubs convention was, with Ryan Dempster. Even if like, he wasn't, was he even say? if he wasn't joking, Tol- it is boring. <laughs> St. Louis, we I, will clearly say it's yeah, boring. I spend time in St. Louis with <laughs> yeah. several teams in town, and whenever you're there, like, well, what do I do? Walk to the arch. <laughs> Ten o'clock. You're like, is anything open? Yeah. No. The answer is no. I went, I went and, to school in Missouri. I have plenty of St. Louis friends. Let me tell you. And is St. Louis boring? Yes. <laughs> so we're just, you know this is just factual stuff. Chris Bryant was actually joking about it. I am not. It is a boring place. That's okay. You can all agree on that. Um, anything we'll ever be able to agree on. So let's look at let's zoom out a little bit instead of that list of top five and look at some position players that are free agents. All right, Correa, Story, Freeman. Michael Conforto was on that list of top thirty. You got Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber, Soler. Jock Peterson, Nick Castellanos, um, Eddie Rosario. Let's say the Correa thing doesn't happen. What's the next best mixture mixture in there? Or is there something they could do that's cost-effective that you'd actually like that move if they did it? Is there, in that group, is there somebody that really – I mean, we've talked about the former Cubs a lot. We think, mm-hmm. you know, Schwarber would be a good fit. Rizzo coming back and playing first base would be a good fit. Um I know Nick Castellanos, all of them. But what about some of the other guys, whether it's Rosario, Conforto? Conforto, Conforto would be nice. I mean, I know the White Sox are huge on him, but, uh, you know, another left-handed bat. I don't know. He definitely doesn't have nearly as much power as Schwarber. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I I wouldn't be upset about bringing Conforto to the north side. No, yeah. I mean, I think you said if Correa doesn't, Correa doesn't work out, I think Story is like the guy you yeah. go after for sure. You try to. See what you can get, or see if you can get story. because of the position. Just because of the position, Again, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the number one. I like, I like Eddie Rosario, especially in the playoffs. Like he was good, great. And what was his last contract? We said it last time, like a year, eight million, something like that. Yeah, and I, yeah. wasn't he the NLCS MVP? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't think he's gonna be. He's not gonna be that cheap again. But he's not gonna. You're not gonna break the bank to bring Eddie Rosario, and he's. I think he'll fit in well. In that outfield, because you know the Cubs are just looking for outfielders all over the place right now. But obviously, try, my number one, if Correa doesn't work out, is Story for the position. Uh, and then if you want to go a little cheaper, Eddie Rosario, I think is a really good um, option on that list. The CHGO Sox podcast was right before us, and they were pounding Schwarber to the Sox. They want Schwarber in a Sox uniform, and um, that that would hurt. A lot of Cubs fans, too, to see him on the other side of town. I would also, though, remember how much shit they talked during <laughs> his years with the Cubs and how he was just a DH and he can't play defense. I will not forget. You're not going to forget. You've got it marked down. Yeah. Uh, freezing cold takes. Great account on Twitter. <laughs> never forget. Never forgive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good crop of free agents to, to pick from. It's not like a bad year to have. We don't really know what the Cubs have. Is it 45? Is it 50, 55, 60 million that they could spend? Like, what is their free agent pool? But there's been worse years to be looking for a few players, you know, a player or two on free agency. I, I, I like that they have some money and they can at least pick from this list. It's, it's a pretty good list. The one we built. I like that list. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think like the the Eddie Rosario types, we were talking about it before we went on. I think Kyle Seeger, who retired 
was a really like perfect option yeah, for this, just given great. his age. But like Rosario is one of those guys who you know I think you can probably get on the terms that Jed is looking for, short term, maybe bump up the uh, annual value a little bit to bring him in. But they're not going to break the bank, and they're not going to affect your kind of longer yeah. timeline. I think there's going to be a lot of those guys. The the other thing, like I'm not big on it, but curious if they would look at someone like Anderton Simmons, Jose Iglesias, a more glove first, short. or in it's those short, two guys' yeah. cases, glove only kind of guys. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know how everybody would feel about that, but they do still have to address at some point, or not address, I guess. You have a heavy ground ball staff, especially those top three guys. That's a great point. They're going to generate a ton of ground balls, and at the moment, you do not have the defense to vacuum all of that up, right? They, they had a lot of success with that in 2016. They had one of the best defenses of all time. Uh, and Maybe they, the most underrated part of that team. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you had a pitching staff that was pound the ball into the ground, they're going to scoop it up, convert it into outs. It works out great for everybody. You're doing half of that heading into 2022, but, you know, wisdom, good over at third, great arm, but Nico moving to short, not as good as he is at second. I think Madrigal's just okay at second. Frank, not the best first baseman, so you've got kind of a conflicting strategy at the moment, whether they decide to address that. Carlos Correa certainly addresses yeah. that. Oh, speak, but, yeah. yeah, speaking of, Nick wants to point out, did anyone notice that he put his house on the market in Houston? Yeah. Why, yes, we did. We, we sure did. did. So maybe he's not going back to Houston. You know, that's hopeful. Again, <laughs> we, haven't I, seen yeah. him, we haven't seen him out here if in the I West Loop looking at places yet. But. Ten ho- tinfoil hat moment there, right? <laughs> John mm-hmm. Lester recently put his house in Wrigleyville on the market. Uh-huh. Might just be like an easy swap. Talk to the real that, happen, that happens there, too. Like, right? hey man, like rent my place kind for of a year. Similar money range, I would imagine, you know? Yeah. Rossi told me you needed a place. It's a little nicer than my place in Wrigley. I, I didn't I, know I've that walked Le- past it. But. I didn't know that Lester put his house on the market. I'm not surprised that you knew that, Corey. Like that that seems like a fact that you would know for sure. I know everything. Right. right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh how about key pitching for agents? Because we also think that that's a place that the Cubs need to dabble a little bit in free agency. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we believe that position player with Correa, whoever it might be, is important. But we do think they need a starter we've agreed on, and we believe they need, because of Cody Hoyer's injury, a high-leverage reliever being added to the team. So yeah. you may not get all three of those in free agency. You might not get the position player, the starter. You might just get one of the three. But if these are some pitchers that are available – now, we had Carlos Rodon on here – and right before the podcast, signs with the Giants two for forty-four million. And a, a player yeah. option on the second. Yeah. So is I that given that him that deal in a heartbeat? The, if you were the Cubs, you would have been cool with oh, that. Yeah, two-year deal player. Because so. if he does, the Sox guys were mixed on that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. They were like they were pretty mixed. I would hot like, and cold. I would like that deal because if he does really well this year, which I think he will. I mean, I would have given him the he's one. He's healthy. I would have liked the one-year mm-hmm. deal better. But if he wanted a two-year deal. He does really well this year if he's healthy. He's going to opt out regardless and try right. to get more money. So it's basically like signing him to a one-year deal. And then if you know something happens and, and you're kind of stuck with his contract, you're only stuck with it for a next for another year. And I mean, does the window? I mean, maybe then maybe next year you're stuck with it, and then he goes crazy again. You're, you're in a so. position to take the risk. Yeah, if exactly. He's, yeah. If he's hurt or you know it blows up. You're not all in anyway, but yeah. if he's great, then yeah, you've really added the, to the rotation. The Giants, they're kind of in this like weird situation i mean they were great last year right but buster mm-hmm. posey retired and their team's a lot older mm-hmm. 
he could go off, and who knows? Maybe they're trading him at the deadline. Like, who, that'd be so wild. Like, I, I'm just – I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, it could happen. So, um, especially if, like, they fall out of, mm-hmm. like, of contention. Um, but, yeah, no, I I would have been okay if the Cubs would have given him that contract too. I think it would have been all right. Now, again, if that impacted signing Correa or somebody else higher up, then I would have said hold off on that. Uh, Joel – Nielsen saying, please, please pass on Kenley Jansen. So of our, of our little list of pitchers, although he might want bullpen help, Joel does not want Kenley Jansen. Would that be a bad signing it, on a reasonable contract? On a reason. You don't want to overpay I don't think you're going to get a reasonable sure. contract. No, I don't either. If, he, if he's got, you know, a no trade, if he wants a no trade clause with someone, uh, you know, of his stature could certainly demand it's it's less yeah. interesting, right? Because I think that would be kind of the you'd want that option if you're the Cubs. But you know, we we just talked about this the other day. Like you don't have a lot of stability in that bullpen, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know he's getting up there in age, but he continues to go out there and and be really it's solid. All time great. So honestly, when it comes to what he a, does, yeah, a veteran arm to that mix. Whether you know I, we mentioned Tapera coming back and maybe recapturing the magic with Tommy Hottaby. And, you know, I I don't know what the answer is out of that pitching group. Uh, it sounds like Clayton Kershaw, at least the rumors are, that he might be going back to the Dodgers. Um, we've said we'd like the Sheriff to come back, right? Yeah. Yeah. But a, a veteran arm would be nice to add to the mix. The, the only thing about that, though, is when you're talking about, like, does one move impact the ability right. to make others? If, if I have one impact move to make, I'm not signing Kenley Jansen. No. You know what no. I mean? Like, no. I'm spreading that around the offense. Yeah. Agreed. Like, for, you know, forget that. You can get Tepera, especially if there's a no-trade clause, then it's completely. Right, right, yeah. right. I think Ryan Tapera makes the most sense of those four. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. He was, he was great all of last year. Um, he was great with the Cubs, and he went to the White Sox, and he outperformed mm-hmm. even their fans' expect, ex- expectations. So, Personally, I'd love to bring Ryan to Parabag. Love Andrew Chafin as well. That guy's a vibe, but um, because of the bullpen. But if someone could just slide in and take Cody Hoyer's spot for this year, like Ryan Tapera would be that guy. Like he not only last year, but even the year before, Ryan Tapera was like incredible. I, and I, again, the Cubs just find a way to find these random bullpen arms and. He's a great example. Like, they got yeah. great value when they moved him to the Sox. I think they got Bailey Horn for him. Um, you just hope it works but, again yeah. because relievers that are kind of like middle relievers and you're not sure and they come True. out of nowhere and have a good season the next year, I don't know what the percentage is, but just my eyeballs would tell you that it's probably not great. Yeah, I like. Sure. I mean, I agree with Cody. I think Tapera, out of those the, on the board we put up there, Tapera is probably the best, like, option to go with, I think. Um, it's not going to cost as much as some of the other guys and, and, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, Tapera was great last year, like you said, the whole year and it, maybe, you know, maybe Rick Hummel was, maybe he didn't accidentally give him an MVP vote on, uh, <laughs> like maybe it was, maybe it was on purpose and he didn't want people happened. to make fun of him. Like maybe, uh, you know, Ryan Tapera was, was awesome last year. I'm like, maybe, yeah. maybe that MV, MVP <laughs> vote was, a, was for a reason. Every, every time he would have a good inning, I would always tweet. Ryan Tapera got an MVP vote for a reason. Yeah, commish, man. <laughs> commish. Every time. He, he knew something we didn't at the time. Yeah. I'm betting that uh, the Cubs will make a free agent signing as soon as the podcast is over. That's the I, way it I've been works. checking Twitter. I was kind nothing, of expecting nothing. it, but we I have uh, seen a – I have a tweet from Hector Gomez. He says the Blue Jays, Cubs, Red Sox, and Dodgers have shown interest in infielder Jonathan Villar. 
that's nothing crazy, but it sounds like a depth piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not Carlos Correa. It's not Carlos Correa. That's not the that's not the signing that's gonna get everybody right. running to and the gates not, at Wrigley. It's but not tweeted yeah. by like Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passan, but nothing against Hector Gomez. I, I don't know him too well personally. So let's just let's just do agree that a deal will be done this weekend with with somebody. I, I mean, right? They have to get something yeah. done by this weekend. Yeah. They're not going to stay. They're not waiting till Monday to sign no, somebody no, no, or no, no. or trade somebody. I think one of the two things will happen before Monday, yeah, especially with Sunday yeah. being like the mandatory report date. That gives you two days to right figure something out. Like you want you want as many of the guys that you're going to count on next year there on Sunday, ready to go at the beginning of spring training. When we saw that. The spring training schedules out. The Cubs are opening next Friday against the Giants, right, on the 18th? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, that's kind of one of the things that stuck out for this process is that, you know, your guys showed up in camp today. So, obviously, you can't control when the moves get made, but I think if you're Jed Hoyer, Carter, and David Ross, you'd probably like to get some of this stuff ironed out, right? Like, kind of quickly, Ian Happ was, was doing an interview today where he kind of alluded to, like, yeah, I don't think like that we have our full team just yet but we'll see and like on the back of my head I'm going well I wonder if you're in that plan I'm not really sure (laughs) about that but yeah I think you want to get that figured out like by the time you're playing games so that stuff can come together uh we want to take another break to say thank you to our beautiful sponsor points bet again we're pounding Michigan State three and a half points we're getting I got ten Dollars on this. Oh yes, ten dollars. Me and Grandpa Stucky are riding together tonight. Go. It is incredible. So and I'm a little nervous. If you want, if you want to join, <laughs> if you want to join Cody and Grandpa Stucky on the was it Michigan State plus Michigan three train? State you want to you want to hop on that train? Yeah, you no, know, listen up. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll, re- you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Hashtag don't merch. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Marcus Stroman at the end. I wonder how points bet would feel if we played some inspirational music underneath that. You know, I feel like really get you going to get the app open with the code CHGO so you get your free stuff. Uh, Speaking of CHGO... We've had a great time, you know. This is we're a full week now. Full week up and operational. We've got podcasts, live shows, every team, every day, post game shows. The Bulls and Blackhawks are doing the post game. Thank goodness we're going to have post game shows for the Cubs and White Sox coming up here soon. Uh, the Sky Podcast is getting underway. Uh, we've got, as the Californians say, dip merch for every team for you. Free shirts when you become a member. Members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, where we are working on a velvet robe as we speak. Uh, <laughs> we do want to point out that, and, and Clark, our producer, has put on his obvious shirts, T-shirt, Les Grobstein forever. Uh, Les Grobstein, longtime reporter here in Chicago, uh, passed away this year. We lost him, and he is known 
as the Lee Ilya rant guy. Now, the mayor actually made today officially declared it less Grobstein Day in Chicago. So for the Grobber, what we're going to do, April 29th, 1983, he recorded Lee Ilya, the manager, ranting after a game. He's the only one who had a recording of it was Les Grobstein. Why? Because Les carried a recorder with him everywhere for most of his life. I believe Mark Greco was there, but Les is the guy that had it, and it's the reason we can all go online and listen to the rant forever. 38 F-bombs in a post-game rant that. after the Cubs had started the season 5-14, and 14, and the fans were dogging some of his players after the game. Lee Ilya wasn't mad, and Les Grobstein was rolling tape. Retired now, and you know, in a difficulty, we got all these so-called f-ing fans that come out here and say they're Cub fans that are supposed to be behind you, ripping every f-ing thing you do. I'll tell you one f-ing thing. I hope we get f-ing hotter than f-ing just to stuff it up than three thousand people that show up every f-ing day. Because if they're the real Chicago f-ing fans, they can kiss my. F-ing right downtown and print it my what the am i supposed to do go out there and let my players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the nickel dime people to show up before the 38 f-bomb that's why they're out of the game they want to go out and get a job and find out what it's like to go out there and live in 85 percent of the world's working the other 15 come out here so i mean that's just part of it if you want to hear the whole thing you can go online and there's an unbleeped version if you really know want to know what he was saying but you know forever thankful to the grobber for that and for all yeah. the late night radio that he did overnights by himself taking the crazy calls from Crazy Cubs fans, Sox fans, Bulls, Blackhawks. Um, But that rant that he recorded made me think, what's the most angry you've ever been as a Cubs fan? I'm hoping that's as angry as Lee Elia ever got. But do you have a point in your Cub fandom where you say, yep, that's where I peaked at my fury right there? I I think... And this might just be me. I I think you guys can all agree that this one sucks, but... 2017 NLCS was a game two, I think, or game one, whatever it was, when Joe Madden puts in John Lackey with Justin Turner at the plate. And then everyone knew what was going to happen. Like, I didn't even have to look at the screen to to know what was going to happen. And then it goes and happens. Justin Turner hits a walk-off home run off John Lackey. Like It's just like, was it? Lackey led the league in home runs allowed that year or something like he that. He never pitched out of the bullpen of in the his bullpen. career. And, and this then, is John Lackey at the end of his cruise. Yeah. That home run was like the last like the last pitch he threw. Yeah. I want to say that was the last pitch I he threw. I hope it was. But then he it was, had then his then it was Justin he already Turner. He had his jewelry. Yeah, it, that's true. It was against Justin Turner who like became the best hitter on the planet like out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're throwing John Lackey against him. I'm mad about that. it. Oh. Hearing uh, that was going to be mine. I have an older <laughs> one that I can go to. We don't have a bleep machine. Don't, don't start your rant. Yeah, no. It, it you you brought in the pitcher that led the league in home run rate like five all <laughs> per home run rate and you let him pitch to a guy that was either at the top of the league or near the top of the league in the reverse. Like, oh. how many home runs go for fly balls? Justin Turner's like the poster boy for the launch angle revolution. Yeah. 
and you brought in a guy <laughs> serving up home runs. And just yep. like like you said, it's Ryan, a, there was one way that that, that was, <laughs> was one for outcome yeah, for that. So you're attack. taking the same play. No, you know how Dr. No, Strange... Same moment. Oh, you're not. You're, you're I, I was going to say that. You know how Dr. Strange is like 14 million and six outcomes from the Avengers, whatever? There was he he went. Doctor Strange looked. There was one outcome. There was, there was no outcome. other outcome. Yeah. That could no, Justin Turner's one definitely going to hit right. a home run. Corey, oh, what's man. yours? Well, so I, I would have said that, but I'll go back to my childhood. I just always remember this as sort of the moment where my mom must have realized, like, okay, we've got a problem with his affinity for the Cubs yeah. here. <laughs> um, it was the I believe the Cubs and the Phillies. And Latroy Hawkins was on the mound. Mm. Uh, the bases were loaded. The Cubs were winning by a run with, I believe, one out in the ninth inning. And Latroy catches a liner back on the mound and does like a pump to yeah. first. And he throws to first to try to double the guy off. Now he's never going to get him. Guys are already back at first. It hits the runner in the helmet. Bounces into the stands, two-run score, and the Cubs lose the game. Hashtag that's Cub. Yeah, yeah and I Cub. think we yeah. had like a, you know, a dog, um, like, great, you know, or something like uh -huh. blocking off a room that I, you know, probably picked up and threw across the, the thing. And it, this is like, what, 2004, I think? 2004 or 2005. Yeah, right. So I'm only 13 or 14, but oh. I'm, you know, similar 13. to the lack of play. Right. I remember yeah. exactly watching it and just going, why the F did he throw the ball? <laughs> like, he was never going to get the guy. <laughs> Me and Latroy uh, don't get along, but yeah. <laughs> he made it up for us in 2015 in that early portion, Dexter Fowler, go-ahead home run. Mm -hmm. um, to kind of, and that was like one of those early you moments. Him then. You forgave him then. Yeah, in your heart. In Colorado, yeah. yeah. Which is so go good. ahead. Yeah. But it was one of those moments where in 2015, where you were like, oh, this team is interesting. This is a fun team. Like, yeah. And that was before, of course, they're you know, on pace to win 97 games. Right. So. right. All right, Cody, fire it up. Oh, man. So I was, when we were talking about it, I was the original one who brought that story up that Ryan <laughs> Oh, So Ryan went, stole it from two guys now, and then now he's getting on a plane there. I'm not Arizona, mad about that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's you a really be. good one to get mad about. I would have now, said that regardless. I'll go back to, I guess, my childhood uh, as well. Now, I was in like seventh, eighth grade when, you know, the 2003 playoff run happened. So, like, that one I was just more sad. I don't, I don't want to say I was angry. I was just sad. But when the Cubs went to the playoffs in 2008, and I think it's the game that Carlos Zambrano started, and there was like a thousand errors in, oh. that, in that game, I believe. I I think that was the the first time my mom had to tell me that I needed to calm down because it's just a game. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the Cubs. We won 97 games, and we are – shitting our pants on national TV right now. <laughs> there, That's our Lee Ilya rant, our yeah, first bleep right there. <laughs> like, that was one of I, – I remember being so mad because I want to say that was like game three or game four. One of, it was – because the Dodgers swept well, the Cubs. 07, 08, they don't – there is no game four. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I, it was probably game two then. And, again, I'm pretty sure it was the game that Carlos Zambrano started. And he wasn't even that bad. It was that every time the Dodgers made contact, somehow, some way, the Cubs just forgot how to field a goddamn baseball. And, like, it was like they it – was, it was literally everything that you had heard your entire life about how the Cubs will always choke in the playoffs and how the, there's too much pressure because of the World Series drought and all this. They, they literally could not field the ball. It was one of the more, 
it was the first time for me, really, that I was really angry as a Cubs fan. Um, Pretty wild. M- Marty says Milton Bradley when he threw the ball into the into the bleachers. That was a big yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. For me, yeah. it's not even a play. I, I was trying to think about him like, you know what? The most angry I've ever been was as a young kid. I never got to miss school, ever, like hardly ever. And my parents let me miss because one of my friends had tickets to a Cubs game for a day game at Wrigley Field, and they were box seats. These were, you know, like, we didn't have the mm-hmm. money for bo- for Cubs tickets in general, but, like, box seats was like, Mom, this is an opportunity. You, you, you can't let me miss this. Like, so we, I'm riding in the back of a station wagon looking out the back way. I don't know. I'm just going to guess it's like 1980 or something like that. I don't know if the years line up for that. Bill Buckner at bat, and we're sitting right where the netting behind home plate, like maybe 15 rows back, starts to end. Mm-hmm. So you got a shot at a foul ball. Foul ball goes up off Bill Buckner's bat. I run over. It bounces once on the, on the pavement, goes up in the air. I reach up, grab it with my left hand, and as I turn around to show it to my buddy, an adult takes it out of oh, my hand and starts no. running the other way with it. Did no. he get a few boos? Yes. I still, to this day, at 50 years old, have never caught a foul ball at a spring training game, <laughs> major league baseball game, minor league baseball game, high school baseball game. I have never caught a foul ball. I've never seen a perfect game, and I will never forgive that jackass with a mustache <laughs> that took that baseball out of my hand when I was like nine or ten. Like, that is the lowest of the low that you can get. And I wish it was social media days because I could have grabbed a picture and shamed him for life mm-hmm. on social media. Find this yeah. man. It's just like uh, my tie guy. Cubs Twitter would know all about this guy. It was uh, Kyle Schwarber hit a walk-off opposite field homer to left field, I want to say in like 2018 or 2019. And as the ball landed, it landed in the basket, and there was like, a kid or two there, they're going to grab it. But my tie guy just comes down there and just grabs the, the worst. Ball. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's the lowest of the low, taking <laughs> a ball kid. from a little kid. Yeah. We got to get, we got to get Stucky a ball. It sounds uh, like yeah. you, a foul gotta, ball. You got to heal have, that have, inner child. Have you ever we caught a foul a ball at Wrigley? I was tossed a ball between innings by Hesop Choi. I mean, that kind of counts. That, that sort yeah, of counts. I still have but, it. <laughs> but catching a foul ball, or seeing a no-hitter. Those are the two things I would like to do. Well, now, yeah. where I so, like, my seats now are 216, so balls don't get back there. Not they get happen. blocked by the net. Everybody does the, like, fake, you know, I'm going right, to catch it. Right, right. So, yeah. It's, there it's was, back in, like, 79, 80, whatever that was, there was barely netting behind the plate. You were lucky you didn't get a fastball in the forehead, yeah. you know? An errant, <laughs> an errant pitch from a Cubs pitcher uh, uh, into your grill. They were lucky if you got away with it. I got, I got a couple of, of honorable mentions. Oh, okay, oh, good, like good. One... Uh, 2019, and uh, uh, Craig Kimbrell against the Cardinals. Oh, was it yes. Yachty and Paul DeYoung that hit on it's this like first two series? Yeah. Yeah. It was that whole series, but that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they the, lost like nine the in a row. The dangling arm was wearing yeah. thin at yeah, that point. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, it was Kimbrell. First pitch, Yachty and Molina home run. Yeah. So, okay, it's a tie game. Second pitch, Paul DeYoung, and, then, and they lose, and that's just like, what the hell? What the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then uh, another one is, I mean, if you just want to go for the most famous one, Rajay Davis. I don't, maybe that's more saddening than than yeah no that, that was more shocking me that, off, that didn't but, make me mad that um, was like I'm yeah I'm being sent into an existential that, crisis like yeah, right yeah, now that and like then, I'm gonna like, go jump into like Michigan yeah. type shit bro. and then this might not be a moment but it's just like a period of time just the 2018 collapse 
yeah. of the Cubs at the yeah. end of the season. It was just if you want to call it a collapse, it was a collapse, dude. They went from <laughs> first they won ninety five games. We can debate that another games. day. I will point out that Danny Murray says that they riding the, the back end of the station game. wagon, looking out at the drivers behind you, is such a vibe. We, which is true. You guys don't even know. know what a station yeah. wagon really is looks that, like. Is that even legal the, anymore? No, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> okay, legal then. Yeah. Picture the family truckster from uh, vacation, and that's pretty much mm. what I was riding in backwards, unstrapped. Another, another honorable mention uh, to 2007 Diamondback Series first game. Carlos Zambrano has a gym going. They take out uh, Lupinella takes him out, and then after mm-hmm. they lose the game, and after the game, Lupinella says that they took him out to <laughs> save him. For the next start or whatever, yeah. And the Cubs got later. Slept, so we later didn't even never came. All right, yeah. well, <laughs> never came. You know, we just did. We killed the buzz going into uh, basically what is St. Patrick's Day weekend here in Chicago. So Cubs fans are good at that. Yeah, yeah. we're at, yeah. we're at, yeah. you, know, you we can count really, on well, us for that. Yeah, yeah you, you can count talk on about us for that. Pain, I'm here, baby. And we've given you <laughs> yeah. a base now for the for the low part of the day. Now, <laughs> Correa signs. Michigan State wins tonight. <laughs> Gets me my Plus first ever half, legal baby. That's win right. points as a, back. as a Michigan man, I have to at least I I'm like contractually obligated to. They could lose say no. as long as I <laughs> still win. That Michigan right? State is no. Yeah, win. yeah I'm okay I'm with that. They can Michigan lose as long as I just, still win. At worst, just loses by less than four points. <laughs> we can That's all agree all on that. Yeah. And yeah. uh, we'll be back at least three of us, I think, tomorrow. Right? Cody and I yeah. are coming back. Hopefully, Ryan is in Arizona by then, safe yeah. and all tucked into his. Fancy hotel that he's getting to go stay at. In the warm weather in Arizona. In the warm weather oh, with same. your sunscreen, young man. <laughs> SPF 50. Let's I'll remember that. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Live your bet life. We will see you tomorrow and hopefully after Carlos Correa signs with the Cubs. Let's go.